second time looking. Should we start again? Let's start again. Because <laughs> <laughs> two minutes ago, you literally forgot to click the record button. We, were three, we recorded the whole intro. We were three minutes into the podcast we and were. it went, that light should be red, not green. Yeah. Not the go- not a good start. No, I messed up last week. And this week. Yeah. Every week at the moment. It's. <laughs> I'm not on a good run, am I? <laughs> no. Oh dear, I'm having doubts, Scott. I'm having serious <laughs> doubts about this. You are in the right place. <laughs> I think you should seize control of the desk. I think we should do that one week. I'll take control of the whole desk. Should we do that next week? Next week, I'm in control. It would it would relieve the stress somewhat. Because <laughs> that way you might press record at the appropriate time. Yeah, I'm we'll, looking forward to that already. Yeah, now. okay, good. We'll do that next week. We're back. We're back. We are. Episode number nine. Episode nine, yes. Who would have thought? Who, who would have thought it? So we're back in the studio. We are. Our studio this week. Our studio. We are not on the road this week. We're not. No. We're here, back in Sandbach, sunny, sunny. It is sunny, actually. It, it says is. sunning around for a change. Sunny Sandbach. I have the sun shining into my eye. I have it shining on the back of my head. You do. Very thanks. bright. Indeed. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. <laughs> oh, I know what you've got now. I know what you've got. What? You know, right back on week one when we started talking about, you know, ears and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Your ears don't cast a big enough shadow. No, but it's, it's a good job I've got headphones on because if the ears were exposed <laughs> with the sunlight behind them... They'd shine red. They would. That's exactly what it would be. So um, the same colour as that record button. Yeah. Isn't it's like when you shine a light through your fingernail and it glows red. Yeah, that's weird. And you can see the bone. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? We have a guest this week. He's sat very patiently. We'll introduce our guest in a moment. And our guest is joining us around the table this week. We are socially distanced. We've wiped him down with all the appropriate antiseptic wipes, sprayed him in anti-alcoholic spray, anti-alcoholic, alcoholic spray. Yeah. Through that coronavirus foot bath that we on about last week. Yeah, he's walked through the little foot bath at the end of the drive. Yeah. He used to go swimming. Yeah. So um, any any random purchases this week, Scott? Um, No, but I have an update on that cat teapot. Oh, okay. (laughs) Lovely. That's that's. Give us the update. It's not very good at pouring. Oh, is it not? No. So we've had to adopt a little piece of kitchen roll around the tip. Oh, the grandma method. Yeah. Yes. So we have to tie it and knot it around the the spout. The spout, so it doesn't drip everywhere. Yeah. It's, it, it had one job. I, yeah, it had one job. It's it to make a teapot. Job, yeah. Make yeah. a teapot that doesn't drip. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so. <laughs> I've been pointed out by our guests. <laughs> Slightly distracted. Because um, you forgot to click record. Yes, okay. We've done it now. We've done it now. Um, uh, I believe you've made a random purchase. I <laughs> I was forced into making a random purchase this week. Uh, I had to purchase from from a very well-known online retailer that, that delivers the same day that you order. Um, another micro SD card. Uh, why would that be? Well, um, if we're going to continue the, um, the, you know, the the abuse um, last week, we might have made reference to this last week. Yeah, um, yeah. The the micro SD card is still inside the unit, not inside its allocated slot, but inside the unit, rattling around. Yeah, because I, I stuck it in the wrong place. You did. So I had to buy another SD card. That was my random purchase of the week. So, yeah. Third week, lucky next week. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing the desk <laughs> next I'm week. I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, we picked up a few more listeners this week. Um, we've now got people in Canada. Hello, Canada. Hello, Canada. The United Arab Emirates. Hello, UAE. Hello, UAE. <laughs> and Brazil. And hello, Brazil. Yeah. We're going to have to start translating into different languages if we're not going to. Can you speak Brazilian? No, German. No. Okay. Well, what I don't what think... can you say in German? I, I, I learned it for seven years. There was a question on who wants to be a millionaire last night. Um, about which one of these days of the week in German is a weekend day. Mm. Um, and I knew the answer. Excellent. Montag, Dienstag, Mittwoch, Donnerstag, Freitag, Samstag, Sonntag are the days of the week in German. 
uh, and the one was Zontark. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Fascinating. Ich lerne Deutsch seit sieben Jahren, aber niemand kann verneinen, dass ich sehr viel vergessen habe. There you go. Uh, I'm lost. Ich bin nicht ein Eisenbahnknotenpunkt oder ein Kugelschreiber. Do you know what that means? No. I am not a ballpoint pen or a tram station. <laughs> it's just so it's <laughs> But uh, actually, it was the other way around. Kugelschreiber is ballpoint pen. Eisenbahnknotenpunkt is German for tram station. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. So, uh, welcome to all of our new listeners. Uh, none of them in Germany. Um, and what have we got coming up in this episode then, Scott? We have another guest. He is sat to my left, to your right. He is. He is. And it's lovely to have him. So we will introduce him in a second. He's been very patient. He's like giggling along, but quietly. <laughs> you can't actually giggle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, we've got some listener comments coming up again today. And one thing I want to go to in a bit of detail, one of our listeners has written to us in quite a bit of detail. Um, JJ Rocket is a friend of the show. He's written to us a couple of times and he's been very, very open. So um, JJ, you're an absolute legend, mate, and you're a brave man. So um, thank you for writing to us what you've written to us. We're going to pick that through as yep. a group a little bit later on. Yep. Uh, and uh, do you think Mr. Whitfield might turn up today? I hope so. I hope so. So. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to introduce our guest, who this week is Simon Calderbank. Hello, Calders. Hello, Rob. How are Hello, you? Scott. Hello. I feel like I know you two really well, because, well, I know Rob really well, but Scott, you've been in my head for the last week, oh. listening to this podcast. <laughs> just, just because of the podcast. Just because of the podcast, yeah. hearing him sing, and just, yeah, been really, really enjoyable getting to know <laughs> you both as a father and son double act. <laughs> There's, there's, there's a diversion that we didn't think we'd... we'd <laughs> a father and son double act. Has there ever been one of them? Uh, Apart Ma from Stavros Flatley. <laughs> Martin and Roman Kemp. Are they Martin and Roman Kemp. <laughs> you're, you're in good company, guys. Yeah. Martin and Roman Kemp and Stavros Flatley. Yeah. yeah. They should be our guests. Oh, thanks. So, <laughs> after you. After you. So, um, so Calders, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Likewise. Um, we've known each other for a while. Yep. Um, so... Um, you sent me your biog through um, when I asked you to send me something through. Mm. And uh, the biog's brilliant, by the way, um, so thank you for that. And I'm going to reference what you do in a minute. But also on that biog was a very handsome picture of you. Um, and you, did you say that it was taken in a barber's? Yeah, well, you know, like when everyone wants to, you have to put your photographs on your social media and et cetera, mm. et cetera. Well, I've got nothing. Mm. Um, so... When I got the barbers, obviously the barber likes to take a picture of you know, his, his handicraft. And I said, look, can you send me a picture? He was all, what for? I went, well, it's my hair. And it'd be quite nice to have a, have a record of what you've done. Well, are you going to sue me? I said, no, not suing you. I just want to use it for... He's not a very trusting barber, is he? Well, it's the first time I've been with him, you see. So when uh, he said, right, I said, you got any black and white? He went, bloody hell, mate. I went, come on, page you. So I got these nice photographs and then I have used them all over my social media and biog requirements. Right, yeah. and, and people... I don't know why I actually mentioned it because no one ever says was that taken in the barbers. I kind of almost like blurt it out before anybody asks because if you look closely, there are pipes in the background. There's hair gel. Yeah, people yeah. in the waiting. Your head. Scissors, you know, <laughs> masks, <Yeah>. visors. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's a nice picture. It's the only one I've got. Um, so yeah. I've absolutely utilised it as much as possible. Yeah, got, got it, my money's worth. Yeah, it came through. I was I was surprised because you don't look like that in real life. Well. Just on that tip, someone did say to me, actually, your photographs don't do you justice. And then they used this great term. They went, you know, IRL, much better. 
And at first I heard IRA and I'm thinking, I'm really not oh. getting the connection. She went, no, IRL. I went, yeah, I know. What does it mean? She went, oh, come on. In real life? I went, oh, oh okay. Oh, I've never IRL. heard that one. IRL, I've not heard that. So she, was she implying that you're better in real life than your photo suggested? Yeah, she was implying very much so that I was better in real life. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, that's the side you want to be. It is, unless you want to go on a dating app, therefore, obviously, you're absolutely cream cracker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's reliant upon meeting people in real life, isn't it? Kind of, but before you get into real life, you've got to be meeting them online, yeah. so I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've not got around that one yet. Maybe I shouldn't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> if you just send out your, your, your handsome um, barber's picture, you'll be fine. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that then for future reference. So. <laughs> Handsome barber picture, yeah. here I come. <laughs> so Simon is an expert in leadership development. You do coaching, um, positive change courses, growth mindset courses, am I right on that? Yes. Up and down the country for lots of different people. Yeah, up and down the country has been a bit curtailed of late. Yeah. Um, so now very much online, but obviously when you're online, you, your scope and opportunities so much wider. And I'll reference a nice little story at the appropriate time. Fantastic. We will look forward to that. So, um, yeah, CEOs, you work with multinationals, um, teenagers as well, as, as, as you kind of mentioned on here, on the edge of the criminal justice system. So yeah. you've got a good span of clients, I think. Basically, it's people. People. Man. Um, yeah. The people who I enjoy work with most are the people who probably need the help the most, and therefore they're the ones who don't actually shout loud enough because of their fear of of sharing their vulnerabilities. So that's kind of quite a challenge. And it's usually blokes, mm. unfortunately. Mm. It's usually men who have a bit of a, a I suppose, a, not a crisis in confidence, but a, a probably a doubtful of opening up yeah. for fear of what they might uncover and what people might think of them. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Can I just ask a quick question? Because you uh, do all this amazing work, but then... Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you had a bit of a fight with a microwave. <laughs> oh, God. That was off air. <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> what goes on the pod doesn't stay in the pod, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, I was... Uh, I love Scott's random angle of questioning. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I, was, I was just so intrigued. <laughs> We're just I exploring mental health and coaching, and Scott comes in with a broken microwave. <laughs> I had a fight with the microwave. Um, I was basically preparing dinner so I could kind of get myself nurtured before I came to this wonderful establishment. And the damn thing started sparking i just oh. thought I'd, I'd missed time to plate or something and uh, i opened it and smoke billowed out oh. so as oh. a typical bloke wafted it put it <laughs> back it in again <laughs> back on again and this time it really did start to make lots of noises and start to move so i opened it again and this time there was a proper billow of smoke wow. um so as you do turned it off went online and it just said evacuate it said if your microwave sparks and blows out bilious smoke unplug and evacuate the house <laughs> Because it's poisonous. So, oh, so wow. brilliant! So I brought it. I have brought it. Yeah, with I was going to say, we've, we've been it with you. Yeah, yeah, we're being very COVID safe, and you've brought it's got a nuclear disaster to my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's kind of probably the cleanest it's ever been. I did, it did, did get a good clean last night. Maybe that's the problem. It, ah, you cleaned it last night, and then it's maybe you got water in it as you've cleaned. Oh, who knows? Oh, there's a definite oh, connection there. Yeah, with mental health, definitely. Yeah. Microwaves yeah. and mental health. Are you yeah. satisfied that we've linked the two uh, now, yes. Scott? <laughs> right, thanks for that, Scott. get back on topic. <laughs> so it's all about helping people become become, become more positive, more focused, um, be their best and all that sort of stuff. Am I right or that? As yeah, a yeah. It's about people, I suppose, resetting the mindset. Um, and it's not that doesn't mean you've got to be on the edge you know, of despair. People who are think they're performing really well and have got a good life, they can always take that to the next level so yeah 
it's like anything, you know, your car gets tanked for an MOT. When you buy something like a microwave, start to get that back in there. Nice. You get a manual. And yet the most important thing in the world is us. And there's no manual for us to, to kind of guide us true. through. There's no understanding about how we work. You kind of find out as you go. Yeah. Sometimes people find out the hard way. So the um, thing I hear a lot is, why wasn't this stuff taught in school? Oh, you're so true. Um, so true. I understand why it's not, because it would. I just think it would, well, it'd just be interesting if a young teenager running around with positive mindsets, it would be mm. a very different world that we live in. Mm. Maybe a better world, maybe not. Mm. But it, I, th- I think it is, and that, that is a discussion to be had, isn't it? About why why do these softer skills, as they are so often called, and I, I I have a bit of a problem with that term as well. That you know the softer skills, the emotional intelligence stuff, are not taught because they're not necessarily the softer skills. They are the harder ones to learn in some cases. Mm. Yeah, they are, and I suppose you've got to think about the people who potentially are then the deliverers of that. You know, in a school environment, you know. Teachers can't say, all right, we'll do some growth mindset. And I've been in some, some schools where the pupils go, oh, no, not more growth mindset. Mm. So the way it's positioned is really important as well. Otherwise, it, it's for, if it's forced down children's throats mm. as adults, they'll just turn away from it. They need to understand where it fits into their world and how they can utilize it for better. Yeah, Because yeah. it is. It's a, good, it's a great toolkit to have. Mm. You just need to know how to use it. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever have anything like that in your kind of school days, Scott? Because mm. Simon and I are of a generation. No, um, I didn't have anything. I we didn't never did anything like that. There was a lot of Pythagoras theorem and oh, all lovely. of that nonsense that yeah. you never go to use. Mm. You never need. Well, I don't think I've ever needed anything like that. But mm. yeah, I think things like that that are more important and you come across in day-to-day life mm. pretty much every day mm. you don't really learn a lot of until yeah. you're kicked out and into the big bad world yeah it's like you said simon though you get a manual for your microwave um you get a manual for you know you go on we touched on this the other week you go on marketing courses and all that sort of stuff to learn how to do marketing and mm. digital management and all that sort of stuff and yet the concept of sitting and talking to someone about what's going on in your own head is this horribly fearful zone that we don't like to go into, which yeah. is what we, why we're doing this, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, we invite people on to talk about stuff like this. And, and um, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. On that yeah. topic. Thanks, mate. We will explore loads more as we go through, but welcome. And thanks for, thanks for joining us and no, bringing no, your microwave you. to our door. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we mention microwave in this pod? Oh, there'll be loads don't more, yeah. Challenges. <laughs> there'll be loads more, yeah. That'll be a new feature. If you're not careful, that's the way this goes. Bring your kitchen equipment. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome yeah. with a spatula. <laughs> so um, on the topic of kind of how we're all feeling and, you know, that whole mental management and all those sorts of things that we are becoming quite proficient at, hopefully, um, should we do this a little bit? Do you know what that bit is? Uh, I believe I do. do oh, you? I do. Excellent. Do you know, Simon? I've got a good idea now, having listened to the episodes. Oh, oh nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. So we just have a little bit of a check-in quite early on and just say, where's your head at? So I'm going to ask Scott uh, this week, mate. Any observations? Where's your head at? Uh, it's been a little bit mixed for me this week. I think I was quite anxious at the start of the week because mm-hmm. um, I go back to uni. or not really go back. I go back online. In a couple of weeks. Right. So it's uni, but not uni. Mm. And then obviously it's my last year. So I kind of got a little bit anxious about thinking, what am I going to be doing at the end? 
Right. What's the world going to be like at the end? Of your year. Yeah. Which is May time, end of your May, uni. May, June time next year, yeah. Mm. So I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing. I don't mm. know if I'll be able to go and do what I'm going to want to do because the world might be in a completely different place. No one knows what's going to happen. Mm. And it all just got a bit much, I think, early yeah. on in the week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. A bit overthinking again, maybe. Yeah, uh, very much overthinking. I think the highlight of my week, on the other hand, was finding uh, Alan Partridge has got a new podcast out. <laughs> so that made the world better instantly. <laughs> All of that worry is just suddenly gone because <laughs> yeah. Alan Partridge has made yeah. a podcast. Comedy hero. He, isn't he just? Yeah. Isn't he? We're often comparing ourselves to Alan Partridge, yes. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. So um, you played me a little clip before, didn't you? It was, yeah, it was. It's proper funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. That little clip where he—it's he, he, just him going about his daily life in a podcast. <laughs> it is amazing. It is—you do realize he's a fictional character. Yeah, but it's genius. <laughs> it is complete genius. In th this little clip that I played to you, he went for a walk around Lynn's house because he left something there. Yeah, Lynn's PA. Lynn is his PA. Mm. Fictional. Yeah, <laughs> and you can hear him just rustling around the house, <laughs> picking things off the shelves, and then. He has a go on a Stannis stairlift. Brilliant. <laughs> and, he, and he commentates. He's like commentating all the way up, around the corners. <laughs> it is perfect. That also takes me back to the um, uh, Phoenix Knights. Um... It's exactly like that. It is exactly... <laughs> Wait till I get you up there. <laughs> it is exactly like that. So, yeah, oh, that made the so week that's been the highlight of your week. Yeah, that so made my week a so lot You had better. an angsty start to the week thinking yeah. about university and life. Yeah. And, what's, and then that was all alleviated by Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge made the world a brighter place. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Brilliant. So, what so, about you, Simon? Well, I can't beat Alan Partridge. <laughs> <clears throat> I wouldn't ever attempt to. My week started off, I, take, I took my kids back on Sunday night. They live up in the lakes with their mum. So every time you do that, you always have those moments when you drive back thinking about how they're going to be, what they're going to do this week, first week back in school. So that kind of occupied my thoughts as I drove back down the delightful M6, mm. which is like a second home for me. Mm. Um, but this time it was different because I felt like we'd had such a good summer with each other and we'd spent so many weeks together during lockdown, as in like full-on weeks, so lots of homeschooling with mum and, and then lots of homeschooling with dad. Mm. It felt different. It felt as if we'd kind of got a different bond created over the summer and, and the months during lockdown. So I didn't have those... I, I wasn't as... I was reflective, but probably in a more positive way because of all the good times we'd had. And, and I thought, I'm going to miss them not being with me every other week. Yeah. But I thought, well, they've had a really good taste of dad. And, and we've, so th for me, that's, I've had my fix and I've now got to adapt and go back to the every other weekend scenario. So once I got home, I didn't feel as kind of lost as I would. When you walk in the house, there's, there's obviously there's memories of them being there. Mm. And I just thought this time, you know what? I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to think what a great time we've all had. This is the way it is. And I'm going to really, really focus on using the two weeks I've got when I don't see them to really, really push in the business. And, you know, I suppose getting the business to a place where I feel really proud of it. Brilliant, mate. It's really hard, isn't it? And, and, um, I, I can completely relate and I'm looking at Scott because um, when you become kind of a single parent and you've got children that I found in the very early days of that uh, I found it really hard because you're constantly wondering about what your kids are doing when they're not with you mm. um, and I used to find that really really difficult you know okay they, they, they're not with me now yeah they've gone back they've gone back to the mum 
Um, and you, as you say, you walk into your house on your own and it's, 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 it's really awful. Um, but then as you've, as you've rightly said, it's about, well, hold up this, I can use this time effectively now. Um, I can't be worried about what they're doing when they're not with me. I know they're all right and I know they're safe. Um, so why invest energy kind of worried about that? And I can focus on, yeah, the good times that we've had and, you know, and I'll make it as good as I possibly can when they're back again. It's, it's, it's dead interesting. So, um, yeah. So it's been a good week. Good. It's been a really positive week. Lots of focus, lots of understanding about where I'm taking the business. Obviously lockdown means I can't really do much face-to-face coaching. Yeah. It's very rare now. So the business has gone online and it's been lovely to kind of work on that this week, work on a new brand. Um, and just really focus on me mentally, physically, commercially, culturally. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had a really nice, enjoyable week and I've been so excited to be seeing you guys. <laughs> and I say that with complete 100% sincerity Aww. because um, it's always nice to touch base with people who are striking a chord. Um, with what you're doing, and you are striking a chord, it's been it's been great. Oh, that's lovely. Mate. I hope we're not disappointing when you when you actually get here. I hope it's not you know a massive anticlimax. Well, apart from you gave me bad directions, and I was in an industrial estate, but you know, <laughs> and we almost didn't record the podcast. Well, yeah, yeah that, that would have been true. a shocker. <clears throat> and I've got obsessed with my microwave. Apart from that, it's <laughs> well, been, you yeah. have brought nuclear disaster to our doorstep. <laughs> but, you know, we've sprayed you down, and, and you you brought polonium. I mean, <laughs> well, I brought a swag bag. I didn't polonium, but. We'll open up the snacks after. Snacks. Snacks. What snacks have we got? What snacks did you bring in your bag? uh, Oranges, strawberries, some pecan chews. Um, It's a very healthy... Pecan wasn't that? (laughs) Pecan chew, no. (laughs) Pecan. Oh, right. Pecan chew. (laughs) Drifted into a Japanese anime cartoon for a moment. (laughs) It's a very healthy snack bag. Yeah. I like to keep it real, you know. Yeah, you've changed. 53. I'd like to last to another, you know, maybe 100. (laughs) <laughs> I, th- I reckon you will get COVID out of the way you'll be fine that's the plan so, uh, <laughs> that's what I tell myself I'm glad you turned your week around mate that's good thanks you turned your week around how's your week been um if yeah I an interesting week this week um I think we're both referencing or all referencing shifts in emotion um I've, I've I was exhausted at the start of the week um I feel invigorated at the end of the week because I love this I love this mm. I look forward to this so much and the fact that we've got people around the table again as you say, kind of, you know, talking about relatable things. Um, I, I, I love it. Um, I, I'd watched an article last weekend on the telly um, and it prompted me to do my other little podcast about it because um, I do this 15-minute mindset podcast as well. Yep. And there was an interesting conversation on on Sunday morning and the question that was asked on it was, do nice guys always finish last? Oh, I know. What's your take on that? Um I think there could be an element of that. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think? So oh, nice. That's already what was it? What was the show? Um it was the Sunday I don't know what the show was. It was a Sunday morning kind of magazine thing. I don't really know what it was. Um it had Sally Phillips on it, and I like Sally Phillips, she's funny. Um mm. so but I don't I genuinely don't know what the programme was, but I kind of turned it on and the question was asked and I thought oh, that's a really interesting question. Do nice guys always finish last? Um, because in my experience, sometimes they do, they kind of yeah. get a little bit overlooked and sometimes you need sharp shoulders and sharp elbows to kind of nudge your way at the front a little bit. Um, so I, I started exploring compassion a little bit. Um, and isn't it? Fascinating. Isn't it? And you know, how, how to kind of demonstrate it and what it is and, and, you know, a little bit of self love before you can give love out to others. And I think that's really important. Took the words out of my mouth. Rob. <sighs> 
There you go. So, so my week has been a bit of a study of that, really, and kind of because so many times you hear the such a nice guy, you're a nice guy, Simon, you're a nice guy, Scott. I get sometimes referred to as a nice guy. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice being the nice guy, but sometimes you miss out. Sometimes you kind of, do you need that edge? Do you know what I mean? To get yourself somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know. It was an interesting week with me. So I've explored that a little bit this week. So, um, so yeah. So thanks. That's that's the way's your head at. Should we just play that again? Because it's a nice little tune, isn't it? I like it. like that. Do you like that? Jingly jangly, isn't it? It reminds me of um, <laughs> first, it's a first aid kit. First aid kit. That little bit, like the, the uh, Swedish band, the, the two girls. Oh, um, meant a first aid <laughs> kit. I've not brought that as well. I mean, I've got a few things in the car, but <laughs> you might need that with you if your microwave's going to be blowing up every week. Always carry That's a first at least aid a dozen kit. times. Now. Let's go for twenty. We need a tally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've had some listener comments in. Uh, we continue to get these and. Um, we love getting them in. We love getting these listener comments in. We ask for them every week. We're going to ask for them again this week. Yep. Um, we had a lot of messages after Joe's appearance last week. Um, I think we a lot of people could relate to the topic of burnout uh, that mm. Joe tabled last week, that professional burnout. We had quite a little bit um, coming back on that. And apparently people are liking this kind of father-son dynamic that we've got going on. We've had a few, a few comments on that as well. Yep. We got described as humorous yet poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go for that. I'll take that. Humorous yet poignant. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had another one. Edwina said, do you want to read that one, Scott? Uh, yes. Um, Edwina said, fabulous. Ep- is this talking about? Yes, last week's episode. Yeah. Fabulous episode. I loved hearing about Amber Storm too. It's given me food for thought and it ain't bran flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm building up the courage to come and join you one week if you'll have me. Well done, guys. No. The Bran Flakes reference. Are you still eating Bran Flakes? I, occasionally. What was your breakfast this morning, Sam? That's a new link that we're going to put in this week and in, in every in every week now. Yeah, what? this came from last week yeah. when you mentioned you had Bran Flakes black, black mm. breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> it was two boiled eggs, actually, but I occasionally eat Bran Flakes. Two boiled eggs this morning? No. Oh, last week? Uh, last week. Oh, I'm confused. What did you have this morning? Uh, I think I just had a cereal bar because I woke up late. Oh. It's not good enough, that's Scott. No. I have to go to a part-time sugar. job before I come here. Yeah, I know. I was but in a rush. It, it, life's, a full, life's full of choices. I didn't hear my alarm. It takes two minutes to put some porridge in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up ten minutes before work. <laughs> what, was your, what was your breakfast this morning, Sam? <laughs> Full enough, it was porridge and it was the last <laughs> meal I made in the microwave. <laughs> You couldn't write that, could you? You couldn't write that. That's yeah. Was it the porridge that led to the problem? Were you heating the porridge up at the time? I was, yeah. I was. Oh. It could have been. Um, but I love porridge. It's, it's it's such a wonderful start to the day. Your energy you get from it. It fills you up. There's no mid-morning snacks. Yeah. Nice with a few nuts on it as well and a bit of berries and powders and basically it's like a big... Pikachu's. Yeah, Pikachu's, yeah. <laughs> it's like a stodgy smoothie. It's like a stodgy smoothie. <laughs> works <laughs> oh there's a potential title for the show <laughs> <laughs> draw your own conclusions <laughs> oh. oh dear every time i eat porridge now i'm just gonna go it's a stodgy smoothie it's like, there's a new marketing line there massive <clears throat> you should be a marketing sign i used to be <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Mm. Got a <laughs> so uh, we're, g- we're going to expand the chat in a few minutes but can we being as we're on the list of comments and listener sec- listener kind of messages bit 
Is it a worthwhile time to bring in JJ's comment, do you think? I think so. Do you think yeah. it is? Yeah. Uh, this guy's proper brave. Mm. Proper brave. He's written into us a few times, hasn't he? Yeah. Commented on different things. Yeah. And then this week he's gone one step further. He has. He's, he's, he's gone to the effort to write us a full-on email this week. And we have checked in with JJ to make sure that he's okay with us referencing this. Mm. Uh, and uh, he is, um, which which is brilliant. And, yeah, he, Scott kind of messaged me to say, we've had an email in, so um, let's – let's. so we, we look we, – I read through the email. Yep. Um, and I'm going to – I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but I'm certainly going to pray see some of the important – bits of it and just to demonstrate how brave kind of JJ is and with the people that we've got around the table now um, I think we're in a good position to kind of you know talk this through a little bit and he wants to talk about social anxiety yeah right okay. um, and he says that kind of my general anxiety levels in life are pretty laid back um, I don't generally worry about the state of world or anything like that which I think in the current climate is credible because a lot of people are worrying about the state yeah. of the world so so credit to you on that one JJ but he said the same can't be said about my social anxiety, which is pretty much crippling my entire life, right? And when you read someone like that, you go, okay, that's that's quite impactful. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of language and words, and I, I listen very effectively. That's part of the job, isn't it, mate? Um, yeah. And I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when you read things like, you know, pretty much crippling my entire life, it's yeah. not something that you write easily, that. Um. I can't speak to anyone unless they speak to me first, and even then I don't speak much because I'm just not comfortable with it. Wow. Uh, I can't say hello and goodbye across the office in work um, as I come into the office and leave. And once he took a sick day off because someone was leaving the office and he didn't know what to say. He didn't, didn't, couldn't bear the goodbye moment and didn't know what to say. So, you know, we, we, we were talking last week about anxiety and how it, it's a term that gets used quite a lot these days. There is a general bed of anxiety across the country at the moment. Yeah. But when you start to pick it out in its consequences, um, this next line made me chuckle because he said, um, self-checkout is my best friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive outlook on life because yeah. I hate those things. <laughs> have you ever scanned a whole shop through one? Never. I, I couldn't. Have. Oh, really? A whole shop. It, yeah, it takes a long, long well, time. Well, as in a shop for you or the actual whole shop? Not, not the whole supermarket. <laughs> a whole... Weekly shop. Full week shop. Yeah. Takes How long did that take you? A while. A good while. Yeah, did you get any one. unexpected items in the bag, in uh, Not that week, no. Wow. We couldn't scan them through. Um, but, uh, no, because you have to wait for it to register. Yeah. Each individual product before yeah. you can move on. So, Wait till the green light comes on. Wait. It's not good for you impatient people. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Put the item in the bag. Yep. And then it yeah. starts going, ask for assistance. Yeah. Not good. Well, I'm proud of you, JJ. Yeah. yeah. So, so check out you your best friend, mate. Then, yeah. you know, fair play to you, mate. Um, and then he says, let's not even mention phones. Um, I can't do them. Um, I find it hard to even text someone unless I know them well enough to text them. But yeah, you've, you've written to the show, JJ, exactly. which, which says to me that maybe the maybe the, the challenge is more niche in terms of it sounds like it's a vocal thing yeah because yeah. you, you you write beautifully you're articulate exactly. your use of language is delicious and impactful but maybe there's something else that we need to explore yeah and he and he, and he goes on and he says um because he's um i know jj from an improvisation weekend that i did in manchester 
All right. So he's brave enough to turn up to an improvisation weekend as well. Right. So credit to you for that, mate. And he says, give me a script and a stage because he's a budding actor. Right. Yeah. Give me a script and a stage and I'm fine. Uh, the words are written for me and therefore any judgment is a judgment on that character and not on myself. So that, there's a barrier. I can see that that's quite a common thing. A lot of comedians. Yeah. They talk about being like a different person when they're on stage. Mm. And so what they're like in real life is completely different to what they're like on stage. And that is a persona they put on. Yeah. You've made reference to that in terms of music and mm. stuff. Yeah. It's the same with musicians. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As long as you're behind the mic. As long as you're behind the mic, you feel a lot safer. Yeah. So as long as you're behind the script, you feel yeah. protected. Yeah. Because um, he said... I. It's, it's like that protection. Although, admittedly, I hate to play weak characters as it's a little too close to home. Yeah. I, I, so there's a lot of self-awareness going on there, JJ. <laughs> Identified, you know, very much that the idea of judgment, it's a judgment on someone else. So what is it about you that you don't like? Mm. And he says, the thing is, I want to engage and I want to interact with people. Well, you've got three guys around the table talking about it, mate. So you, you've completely engaged people mm, with this, it, right? Um and the best way I can sum it up, uh, and this bit gave me goosebumps, and you can, any verification around the you table? You do have goosebumps. I got Wowzers. goosebumps on my arm, right? Yeah, goosebumps. Um, and uh, this might give us a title for the show this week. Uh, and he said, um, I'm like a dog at the back door. I want to go out and play. I just can't open the door. Oh, I've got the goosebumps as well. Right, yeah. you have. I yeah. can verify yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he also went on to say, um, that until he'd written this email to us, um, he'd never even written down the word social anxiety. And it's the first time that he's written them down. Um, and then he sent us the email. Bang. Like well that. done, mate. Yeah. Well done, JJ. Good um, start. And, and he said, now that that secret's out, um, well, that's the first step, isn't it? Yeah, he's done um, the hardest part. He can own it. Mm. Completely own it. So... You know, each week when we put our little shout out for kind of listeners' questions and listeners' comments, and, and we love them when they come in, and then that comes in, and it's like, crikey, mate, um, thank you for being, A, brave enough to, to, to do it, but then, B, just, you know, give us the permission, if you like, to talk about it around the table. Mm. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the take on that, guys? I think it's incredibly brave, very honest, very open, and it takes a lot of balls to be able to do that yeah doesn't it it's usually right. and just the idea of not wanting to taking a sick day at work because you didn't want to have to say goodbye to someone who was leaving yeah yeah i'd love to you know get to know you jj because you sound a fascinating character the very fact you've been at an improvisation weekend yeah there's just a whole ball of, in, of stuff there that you know that potentially needs to be unraveled yeah yeah you know, where's it come from what's triggered this you know, can you can you actually pinpoint a time when you were or you weren't socially anxious? Because that would be a great starting point. Mm. Usually, these behaviours are, are triggered or driven by something that's happened to you. Mm. Do you know what it is? Have you hidden it away somewhere? Have you locked it down? Mm. Um, because obviously, you can communicate. There's no doubt in that. Yeah, absolutely. so one hundred percent. Want to communicate more? Well, obviously, what what do you need to do? What do you? Because the answer you're looking for, I would suggest, is most definitely with inside you. Mm. Um, keep writing keep sharing keep opening up and because mm. someone listening now might go oh my god that's me or that was me i was that dog at the back door but exactly. now, now i'm that dog in the park so by opening up jj potentially you could you know be someone out here yeah who's mm. listening is going i can help yeah 
And there will be. There'll, there'll be lots of dogs at lots of doors. And and I love that tone of language and that, that kind of pictorial reference. You know, we're all kind of, we, we can all create an image from that. Um, and, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of people like that. And I think by the, the sheer fact that JJ's felt able to write in and voice that and own it and, and kind of, as you say, now my secret is out, um, will give a lot of other people inspiration to do exactly the same. Yeah. So fair play to you, JJ. But I'd also like just to add into that, any person who can create goosebumps across three different people yeah. has got something powerful to say. 100%. Yeah. So therefore, the fact you're... Not intentionally, but you're unintentionally denying people the magic of your words and the way you <laughs> communicate. But you are, that. though. So yeah. just think about the impact you've had on three guys here and potentially how many listeners you guys have. Is it in the thousands? It's going up, mate, week on week. So therefore, you've got lots of people here who you are interacting with. So mm. therefore, I'm just curious to know why you have an uncomfortableness with doing that face-to-face, it would seem. Yeah. So, yeah, keep, keep writing. Keep writing, JJ, JJ if that's what works for you, mate. Keep sharing. Yeah, amazing. And as we come on to some other things a little bit later on, we might have some other little little bits of insight because we've got, got some good people around the table today. But yeah, massive, um, massive shout out, JJ. Thank you, mate. Yep. Keep on listening. I've given up trying to sing that bit. Good. Yeah, I think that, yeah, good. Um, it's about um, the only thing you're not singing at the moment, in fairness. Because I did do that and my voice went the other week. It did, yeah. And then we went, oh, my voice went. Play yeah. it again. Played it again. And then your voice went again. Well, that's probably a good time to dive out of that little section. Um, so, crikey. Um, let's have a... Simon. Rob. Yeah. Scott. <laughs> so I, I knew you, right, back in the day when um, we were both in creative media, I think it's fair to say. Yep. Um, I was making lots and lots of kind of creative content um, that was going out across a number of different platforms. I think you at the time were at Studio North. I was, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, down up in Ancoats. Yes. Yeah, with the great Michael DePaolo. Indeed. Right, and Kerry and Steve and Gary and... Stuart, I could reel them all off, but great, great agency. I found my home. It was like my spiritual home, yeah. having been away from Manchester since 1999. So it's 2010 or 2011, early of that year when I met those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great move for me. Yeah, it's a good agency. Brilliant. And, uh, and still it, still going strong. Yeah. Well, um, respect to Michael. Um, if, if he does get the chance to listen to this. I um, will do. Yeah, MDP. He's a good lad. Top so, um, so, and then... So we, we were kind of connected at that point. Um, I think you emceed an event that I hosted at the... Do you remember when we hired out the Odeon Cinema in Manchester? Oh, for the inaugural... Seven, seven Days in June. Manchester International Film Festival. <laughs> That's with, what it was. With the incredible entrepreneur that is Vikash Shah. Yes. And John McCauley. What a double John McCauley, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a great concept um obviously taking cinema well not to the masses because obviously it was, it was just the way it was positioned in in such a taking cinema to the manx yeah kind of yeah <laughs> but it was it, it was <laughs> like <Scott. it. laughs> but it was and that's how we met because weren't you filming that weren't you what was your role in all that i'd i'd, I'd done seven little short films called <gasps> seven days in june that's and, and right oh my I'd, god yeah i set a team of freelancers a challenge to make seven films in seven days Mm. That was a that was a leap of faith, wasn't it? Just, what were the yeah. films about? Freelancing. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, the benefits of freelancing, the challenges of freelancing, and all that sort of stuff. And we did it. We made seven films in seven days, all around Media City in Manchester. Um, and then we aired one of them. Well, we aired two of them, actually, at the Odeon Cinema in the Printworks. That's right, yeah. And we did a bit of a Q&A. And, and you, that's where... And you brought the beers. I brought the beers. Now he just brings MC. Pikachu All the healthy snacks as well. <laughs> yeah. Now he rocks up with strawberries and oranges. People can change. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. So uh, on that topic then, um, Which uh, one? on the fact that people can change, because yeah. um, we, we, we kind of kept a dialogue over the years. And then so from being, you know, a very uh, working in a prolific agency um, mm. and being associated with a lot of um, business development within the creative sector. Yeah. Um, I then bump into you again and you're doing coaching. Um, and it was business development coaching, now it's mindset coaching and all that sort of stuff. So yep. an interesting kind of shift. Well, I suppose it was like from the biz- <clears throat> from business development to personal development. And I'd been on my own sort of journey for many years of, of studying how the mind works, what makes people tick. And I'd always brought that into my sort of sales process or the buying process whenever I worked in the creative industries. And it works. It's like basically you need to know why people buy before you can actually understand how you can then sell to them. So it was always part of my DNA was my curiosity. And I suppose there was just that transition from working for other people to wanting to finally have my own business. Uh, and that's kind of how Big Nose was discovered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what a shame that no one can see the size of my conk. But. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say no one because we... <laughs> This is not a cue at the door, so... Um, but yeah, and it was it was really about how could I... Hold up a minute. Don't move on too quickly. Okay. Um, we just Rewind. need to... We just need to... We'll, we'll get into the detail in a minute, but, but why did you name your business Big Nose? Because I've got a fairly decent-sized hooter. Okay. And also because... Just turn side on. Oh, yeah. And I am inherently nosy or curious, and it was, <laughs> it was born round... A, we went to a brewery tour... 2013 Lancaster Brewery Tour. So we were a bit giddy. Mm. And I remember saying to my friends and said, look, I need to set up a business. I don't know what to call it. The name is kind of causing a problem. So the conversation was, well, you know, you're this, you're that. And then best mate said, you ask lots of questions, don't you? And his Mm. wife went, yeah, you're right, nosy (laughs) so-and-so. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. I know how hard that was. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and And then Keith, he went... Yeah, you are. He said, and you've got a big nose. And I went, what? And then Jane, his wife, went, big nose. I went, can't call it big nose. She went, no, 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 not like that. Big nose as in no spelt K-N-O-W-S. Oh, because, ah. And I was all, and she's in marketing. That's probably, uh, why, yeah. Did she come up with the porridge line? No, that's all me. Oh, that's all <laughs> me. I'm owning that one. And that was how big nose was born. It was kind of a couple of pints. I think it was um, Lancaster Bomber. Oh, nice pint. And mm. yeah, and it, it seemed to work. And then, of course, it's a lovely play on words and we, we utilised it really well. And I've only ever met one person who found it really distasteful. And I saw him last Friday and we were catching up, not seeing him for two or three years. And he's, his business has exploded. He's doing a lot of different things. He's actually into content. He's a celebrity chef who's gone down the content route. Okay. And we were talking about stuff and he said, Still don't like your business name. I went, but it's been seven years. I still don't like your food. <laughs> I said, get over it. And he went, never liked it. I said, you're the only one. He went, glad. Wow. Crikey. 
but we still do work. We still do work together. So yeah. that's that's how it was born. It was it was kind of born from wanting to. I've always helped people. I've always helped people whether I've worked as an undertaker, but mm-hmm. that's not for now. Mm-hmm. Whether I've worked in restaurants, I run nightclubs. Um, I've sold for the likes of BT down to, say, small boutique prolific agencies in Manchester. But what I've always liked doing is helping people solve problems. Yeah, And that, for me, what selling was all about. It wasn't about getting money out of people, even though that was kind of an output. For me, it was about mm. getting a smile on people's faces and making me feel worthwhile. Yeah, And I think that was a big sort of drug for me was to kind of get that recognition because if I look back over my life, probably if people were to see me when I was maybe, what, 13, 14, 15, they'd go, different guy was mm. quiet more pensive full of doubt yeah. um, dad left when i was really really young always wondered why probably still do to this day but he's brown bread now so i'm never going to find out mm-hmm. and yeah there was probably a lot of doubt in my early years and then just seemed to sort of blossom and for me overcoming that was well how can i help other people to to get what they want and that's kind of what i started to do whether it was entertaining people whether it was looking after them, you know, when they were going through grief in terms mm. of the funeral director um, or helping people to win more customers, obviously, as an agency going out to find new clients. But I wasn't really happy. Mm. I was happy, but I wasn't really fulfilled. It's like, you know, like when your mojo starts to dwindle and it's like that little thing, it gets tighter and you're thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? And then I'd always been into self-help. I'd always I'd got, God, I've got a library full of books that everyone who came and stayed at our house would come down at breakfast and go, <laughs> how many of them have you got? And they would all, you don't have to stay, you know. <laughs> well, you can have some stodgy smoothie if you want, take your pick. But yeah, there was always... Not, a, not, not tomorrow they couldn't. No, but there was... <laughs> but there was always, um, there was always a thing. I always, I always knew this stuff worked. But you know what? I had no idea how it worked. All yeah. I could base it on was the more I read, the more I seemed to achieve, but I was achieving it in the wrong areas. I was helping people and it was staring me right in my face, probably on my big nose, that the person I needed to help the most was me. Right. And I kind of neglected that, I think, for probably about, God, 40-odd years. Mm. I'd always been putting other people first. Not that I you know, didn't look after myself. I did, but in terms of that professional status, I was the customer that I'd always been looking for. Yeah. And as soon as that penny dropped, then it became really clear that once I could help myself in terms of understanding who I was and what made me tick and understanding where I wanted to go in life, I could then start to maybe do the same for other people. So I kind of went down this path of stopping what I was doing. I took a massive financial risk as in I stopped earning money mm. to learn. I also, well, we, me and my ex-wife, ended a marriage amicably because even though we love being parents we both realized that we weren't going to be parents together yeah and that was a really sad decision because there was no animosity it was just the right thing to do so yeah i went out completely no cash (laughs) but with a with a plan and a vision to to make it work and Mm. yeah of course doubt creeps into that you know you're mad you're crazy what are you doing that for so (laughs) because i know that it's the right thing to do. I don't yeah. know why it's the right thing to do yet, but I know it's the path that I've got to go on because otherwise I'll always look back and go, well, what if? And <laughs> That's never what you say, yeah. Completely. Yeah. I've never been scared of taking a risk, as you all remember, Rob. And there was yeah. little old me with my little nose then because it wasn't that big when I was in, in 10 years ago. No, it was. <laughs> okay, thanks. Ears and noses <laughs> do keep growing. 
Oh, we're, oh, we're geez, really? Oh, God, yeah. no you really know me. What a combo. Yeah. <laughs> Dig ears and noddy. Would you like to donate any organs <laughs> after you've passed? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few would benefit from these. You can just chop it up. <laughs> chop them up. New wave organ donation. <laughs> so it, it was the right thing to do. Sometimes in life you have to turn a corner and just think, you know what, I'm doing this and I'm still doing it because I'm, I'm still learning, still learning about me, but I'm much more grounded, more measured. You know, I don't turn up with Beck's. I come with Pikachu's and strawberries. <laughs> I'm in tune with myself now, and I'm so glad I am because if I'd have carried on the way I was, I wouldn't be sat here. Yeah. I don't mean because I would be, I wouldn't be alive. I would be, I just wouldn't be doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I won't be sharing my experiences that you know that I hope other people can resonate with and learn from, and not saying avoid the mistakes that I made, but learn from the mistakes that I made. Yeah. And also, I want my kids to be proud of me, and I think maybe five, six years ago, I wasn't proud of myself. So therefore, how could I expect anybody else to be proud of me? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a real fascinating five years. Amazing, mate. And spoken so honestly, which is amazing, isn't it? When, you, when you're able to do that and... I love it, and your kids are proud, mate. I'm absolutely sure of it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of nodding along to so much of that. What, how, how does that come across to you, Scott? From uh, you know, from your from your generation, your perspective, to where some of the struggles, yeah. which I can relate to, so many of them, it's almost like looking in the mirror. The nose is slightly bigger, <laughs> um, but there's a there's a lot of kind of shared experiences there. It's just taking a drink of water, and it's nearly gone. It's nearly gone. <laughs> Um, but there are a lot of kind of shared experiences there. And, and that overcoming fear and overcoming people's doubts where saying, you're mad, you're mad, to walk away from security. Yeah. You're at the start of that kind of journey. Yeah. Um, how, how, how does that make you feel? I think it's probably makes you realise that it's never too late to do what it is that you want to do. Yeah. It's never too late to go down another path, do change something in your life and you always got the ability to go and do it. Brilliant. Yeah. I love you, it. You said it before, and that's beautifully put, Scott, as well, and I suspect that you will go far. Yeah. Just maybe not singing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to encourage you to sing. Such a positive influence, <laughs> Simon, isn't it? <laughs> Just an honest influence. <laughs> but, but you're right, it's choices. You said it earlier on, Rob, it is life is all about choices, and sometimes those choices can create massive conflict. Yeah. But that's what choice is. It's a conflict. You, where do you go, left or right, up or down? And the, all the answers that I said before that we look for are within us. We've got all the answers. We just sometimes don't know where to look. Mm. And I just thought, well, if I can help people to look based on what I've found, well, maybe that could make a difference to people and you know, and said and fulfil my need for that. I suppose that purpose in yeah. in my world so far so good. Brilliant. I'm going to ask you one more question, then we're going to move on a little bit on, onto something that is related and very, very important as far as this okay. podcast series is, <laughs> is, 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 is concerned. Um, but this is a father and son podcast. You've kind of got the gist of that. Um, I'm the father. I am the son. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Um, and and, and we, we have been kind of, you know, picked out on, it, there's a nice kind of vibe going on between father and son here. But you said something that I absolutely related to, right? When you said your dad kind of left quite early on and yep. you wonder why, um, as did my biological dad, right? I never knew him. And he's also passed away now and I never will know him. Um, but I'm interested in the, the, the kind of 
impact that that has on you as a dad? Um, and what does that make? What sort of dad does that make you? Does Thankfully, make I mean, it sounds because obviously you can't. I always judge my dad. <clears throat> And I suppose I judged him based on the fact that he was never there. And so I always wondered, I wanted to know why. But that, that's just the way it was. He had his reasons. And I think when I was younger, I never really, I didn't accept them. and certainly didn't respect them. I saw that, I just saw the impact that he left on my mum. I suppose selfishly on me. Mm. But as I've got older, I kind of mellowed and thought, well, he had his reasons. And just because I've only ever heard one side of the story, which is my mum's, I'm not saying that what she told me wasn't the truth. But I never really heard his side because I say he wasn't very open and yeah. he was closed. And then he, he, I would speak to him. I even worked with him for a few weeks just to try to get to know him. And after a couple of shandies, he was a bit more loquacious. But he'd never share his feelings. And he, he put that down to that that his dad, as in my granddad, had always been very closed. Mm. So I never thought, I'm never going to open this book. I'm never going to get to know him. And I, I suppose impact on being a dad, at first I thought, am I going to be like him? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be a distant dad who's who's not there, who shows no emotion, even though I was very emotional, very tactile? And if anything, it kind of, I suppose his legacy is that it spurred me on to be the kind of dad that I'd always wanted. Yeah. And I, I, I've got a dad, he's my stepdad, and he is my dad, really. And yeah. He's been in my life since probably seven or eight years old. Yeah. So he's my father figure, and yeah. I'm so pleased he is because... And that's a big shout out to you, George. I wouldn't be the person I am without his influence. You know, taught me how to iron shirts. He even taught me how to iron a hanky. Wow. Who irons hankies? In <laughs> fact, who has hankies these that's days? That's generational, that is. But he was no. brilliant and he told me that you shouldn't have your arms on the table. He taught me all the oh. peas and... Oh, no, it's okay. I wasn't, that wasn't a hint. He taught, that was when you're eating, you know, when yeah. you're eating your Pikachu's. He taught, yeah. me about, he taught me about manners and respect. And I'll always be grateful for that because even yesterday when we left the restaurant... I was with clients and as you left the table, I just stood back to let the lady go. And some might say that's a bit old fashioned, but she went, oh, it's really nice. That. I appreciate yeah. that. And I just thought, mm, thanks, George. Yeah. You know, little, little magic moments like that, that don't cost anything. Um, but yeah, if I ask my kids, what kind of dad I am, my daughter would say I'm a bit weird. Mm -hmm. In fact, no, my son would probably say I'm a bit weird, but lovably weird. Mm. Um, oh. So my, my dad's left a, a, a weird legacy because I've always resented him leaving. I never found out why, but it's kind of, I suppose, catapulted me to be, as I said, the dad that I always wanted to have in terms of that love and affection, which I got from George. So I'm hoping that my kids are thankful. They've never met their, my dad. Mm. You know, he, he, never, he never met them. I'm just, I just found that really strange. Yeah. But that's his choice. And again, we talked exactly. about choices. Mm. So I have to respect that choice. And I hope he's happy where he is now. Yeah. What sort of dad am I? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd, I'd go with exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, weird. Yeah. yeah. Take that. But I think weird's good, though. Weird is weird's good. Great. What, what is good. normal? What, what is normal? Yeah. Not There's always. no such thing as normal. There's no such thing no. as normal. No, but, no. but uh, again, 100% um, relate to that. And I think um, I, I never knew mine. Um, and my stepdad's my dad. Terry, love him to bits. Um, he's taught me all my values. And it, the fact that I never knew my biological dad just makes me want to be a, the best weird dad I can possibly be, really, for me, for, for me, for me boys. 
Um, hopefully we're doing that. Hopefully we're. I think so. Good. There Comes across go. as you are. Yeah. Certainly in this context anyway. Oh, way. So, um, but yeah, we, you know, we have to, we, 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 we play whatever cards we get dealt, don't we? And just make the best that we possibly can with them. And um, yeah, so thanks for sharing that, mate. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks for asking. It's, I didn't think I'd be here talking about me dad, dad. Well, then you no, go, that's the beauty of the, the unknown, isn't it? There's you... another potential title for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we had dead cats in episode two. We did have, that was brave, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was brave. Yeah. Yeah, my dead dad. <laughs> yeah, my dead dad. That's episode nine. Um, yeah. Crikey. Bit of a theme going on, isn't there? So, yeah. um, and yet we're still laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh in the face of death. So, um, are you familiar with this section? Yes. Okay. Scott? I am, yes. No, no you are. <laughs> so um, for anyone who might be joining us from Canada or the United Arab Emirates. Or, Easy for you to say. Yeah, um, or Brazil. Um, or anybody else who uh, is joining on our weird, um, weird little podcast. Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Weird. Weird. <sighs> My sleep pattern's gone for the next week. <laughs> Homely, I think it's homely. <laughs> I just let silence out say something. <laughs> I think it's a homely podcast. I it's... wondered what you were doing. I yeah, was just I picking something up. Does he press record again? Or is it... <laughs> we don't record it any of this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mr. Whitfield. Mr. Whitfield. Who is Mr. Whitfield? Who, who, who is Mr. Whitfield? Well, I always think of Terry and June when I hear Mr. Whitfield. <sighs> Welcome to Terry and June. <laughs> June! <laughs> that was a 19, what, 70s, 80s? Yeah, um, 70s. Family-based family soft based comedy. Soft, very it? soft comedy, yeah. yeah Terry, but, you won't but, be familiar with Terry I'm and June. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Classic. June, June Whitfield. And Terry Scott. And Terry Scott. Oh. So, Mr. Whitfield, uh, what's your take on Mr. Whitfield? Should we just have a quick recap of yeah. who he is? So, Mr. Whitfield is kind of an ethereal... <laughs> What's the word? Spiritual character, Ooh. being. No one knows who he is. He is individual <laughs> to everyone. He, yeah. You're trying to explain this. You're not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> he is basically another perspective that you can turn to. Ah, is he always a he? No, no. Ooh. We've had a Mrs. Whitfield. Amber Storm popped up last oh, of week. Of course, yeah. So um, Amber mm. Storm was like fierce, she, you know, power suits and big hair, and and helped Joe make decisions. Mm. Like it. So. Should we layer our Mr. Whitfield, um, which is, as Scott said, that voice of reason sometimes, that different perspective, if you are ever at a, a kind of moment of self-doubt, which we've all faced, mm -hmm. is that fair? Yep, yeah. ask Launching yourself. businesses, launching YouTube channels. Yeah, ask yourself. Ask yourself, what would you do? And what you, would Mr. Whitfield do? What would Mr. Whitfield do? Mm -hmm. So we, we, we spent a bit of time talking about JJ before, didn't we? Yeah. Right? Um, should we layer a little bit of Mr. What does your Mr. Whitfield look like, Simon? It looks like me. It looks like you. It looks like, like yours. me. Yeah, I said the same. Yours looks yeah. like you as well. It's me. I am Mr. Whitfield. Mm. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you, you're you your own Mr. Mr. Whitfield. I'm a big-nosed Mr. Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> How, does, he, does he differ to you in any way, or are you... No way. Have we, are you actually Mr. Whitfield? In the flesh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Whitfield is 
I think, Scott, you nailed it. He offers me, or I offer me, always a different perspective. So it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm taking this choice. What's the, other, what's the option? Yeah. It's almost like I, weirdly, I do a oh, kind of quite physical, I'll actually turn my head so I can see things from a different perspective. Yeah. So is he always to your left? He's probably for, for, for reference, Simon has just turned left. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking there <laughs> is now. He there? He's there going, what are you doing here? Is he, is he, is he life-size or is he um, like a smaller version sat on the desk? No, he's actually, I'm looking there, but he's, yeah, he's actually, he's, he's probably about the size of that lamp. In fact, is he like, you know, when R2-D2 portrays Obi-Wan Kenobi? Is Love he it. like that? Love it. <laughs> but he, <laughs> nice Star Wars. But yeah. he is, yeah, he's de- definitely somebody who is me who will look at life through a different lens. So it's almost as it's my shadow is not the right word. My reflection. That's what I'm trying to get to. My that reflection. Is that is perfect. I love that. That's a lovely yeah. image. Because. Well, Simon's reflection isn't a reflection. <laughs> you said I was a handsome brute when I walked through. It said I was buff. Well, I did say you were buff. That was off camera as well. Off, okay. ca- off mic. Off um, <laughs> so I think the credit has to go to your barber, to be fair. <laughs> Making me buff. <laughs> For tweaking the lens. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he is. It gives me a different perspective on, on my world and makes me, it challenges me and makes me question what I'm about to do. And there's many times when I've gone, you know what? You're right. And I do talk to myself incessantly, mm. um, not out loud anymore. People found that a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good look. Um, but internally, and then again, we all speak to ourselves and, you know, people might go, huh, what's going about? Well, that, that's it. Everyone's got a voice or voices yeah. inside their head. Um, but yeah, I can see Mr. Whitfield because obviously it's me. It's you. Does he, does he look any different? Does he, does he have a, an attire that you're proud of? I'm proud of. No, I think it is a carbon copy of the person I am. Whatever I'm in, he's just a reflection of he's that. A reflection Looking of that. back at me and going, "Yeah, uh, think again." Or yeah, you got that nailed. Spot on. That. Go for it. I love is that. Um, Mr. Whitfield? Do you actually like visualize him, or is he like a a voice in your head? He's more a voice inside my head. But yeah. now I'm I'm kind of keep looking left, but now I'm looking mm. ahead now because I can kind of see myself in the reflection of the Mac. Because mm. um, I'm visualizing, not visualizing, but I'm thinking kind of, you know, when uh, Mufasa comes back in the Lion King in the clouds. Oh, oh that's nice. lovely. That. Yeah. And yeah. I get that. I really yeah. resonated with that because, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that are the spirits. Okay, that's not, I, I don't know. I've yeah. no evidence to say there are, mm. but there's most definitely a voice inside my head that is constantly chundering to me and, and mm. sense checking. And even when it comes to writing an email, yeah. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Might need to read that just one more time, just again, because remember, what you send isn't always what's received. Have mm-hmm. a look, have a read, and then put yourself in the shoes of the person who's going to receive it. How mm-hmm. are they going to feel about that? What, where, where's go. their head at at the moment? What's their Mr. Whitfield going to say to them? And it's yeah. that. So, yeah, it might take me a bit longer to write an email, but then again, ideally, when it lands, it lands with the right purpose and the right message and the right tone. So I like Mr. Whitfield <laughs> because he makes me think before I press send. Love it, yeah. Straight back to the topic of emails then, because JJ's obviously got a Mr. Whitfield there, Mm. and I think JJ's Mr. Whitfield has said, you know what, mate, just own it, fess up, be dead brave about it. Yep. Um, And uh, what other other sort of things would Mr. Whitfield say to JJ now then? Uh, Now he's taken that first step, there's kind of three or four things he could, Mr. Whitfield could probably give him some steer. Planning ahead, taking a few hours to 
maybe think through what it is you're going to be doing, mm-hmm. um, what it is you want to achieve, yeah, and talk to someone, which he's taken the first step to do. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So kind of anticipate when those moments might be a little bit troublesome and just, you know, think think ahead, think what topics, what areas, what circumstances might cause that little bit of anxiety as opposed to just it suddenly hits you when you're there. If, you, if you're prepped and planned for it, mm. the chances are you can navigate around it. Yep. Um, so and find that support system. And I think, JJ, and again, talking directly to you, mate, because I know you'll be listening back into this, you've, you've already started that process of finding that support network. Um, reaching out to people, talk to those people who won't judge. Um, we spoke a bit before on Simon's stuff about judgment and people going, oh, that's a bit mad doing all that. People judge very, very quickly. Find those people who won't judge, um, who will listen, you know, for the sake of listening. Mm. Um, I think Mr. Whitfield would probably encourage that, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And I think also in terms of that planning ahead, start to visualise yeah. how that would look, how it would feel, even down to the point of what you might be wearing, and then more importantly, yeah. think about those wonderful words that are going to come out of your lips or come out of your head through your lips and think of the wonder that the person listening is going to go, wow, where's that been? Mm. Why, have you, why have you hidden that away from us? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. So again, you've got a wonderful way with words, JJ. So again, yeah. I'm going to reiterate it. Just think of all the joy that people listening to you are going to experience. And, and I'm not saying go out there and start running up to people and going blah blah blah, blah. Mm. take it step at a time bit by bit definitely don't do that because that just no. look really odd well thanks that's why you don't but just think about the magic you can create everyone has got a power everyone's got the ability to to weave their own magic and I it's you know you've got your own reasons why you've kept quiet and why you avoid it Maybe yeah. now is the time for Mr. Whitfield to start to lead you out and actually get through the back door. Just get into the back garden for the first stage. Exactly. See how that feels. And if anything, talk to yourself. Mm. Hear how it feels. Enjoy that experience of articulating your thoughts and your feelings. Mm. If it means you have to go on a stage again, well, do that. But don't hide behind that. Mm. Be true to yourself, mate. Yeah. Come out and be, be honest and see what happens. Love it, mate. And take care as well. Take yeah, care for yourself. A, Don't beat yourself up. You know, that way, that little bit of compassion that we were speaking about before. Don't be too hard on yourself because uh, we're really good at that sometimes. We're and really good at that. I've got a bit of a weird curveball to throw in. Yeah. I'm just wondering if JJ would be comfortable to be sat where I'm sat right now. Hey, I think that might be uh, that might be on the table. Oh, wow. Yeah, double goosebumps thinking about go. that. So there come on, JJ. Watch yeah. this space, mate. Watch this space. So that's what Mr. Whitfield would do. I tell you what, it's goosebumps sitting around here, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my swag bag? <laughs> oh, you need to change those strawberries for a bottle of Bex, mate. Come on. <laughs> JJ, you're a legend, mate. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Um, I think that's going to kind of wrap us up, really. I think we've reached a bit of a natural conclusion. Um, there's one more thing to do, actually. And that is um, to encourage people to get in touch. Go on, Scott. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, at All About The Doubt, and you can send us a voice message on Anchor. (laughs) You've been proper practising that, haven't you? I've not. Really? No. Try it. It's easy. So. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of ways to get in contact with it. Oh, you've run out. 
Can so it's ask? not that easy, is it? No, it's not. No, see? Could I have a guest request? Yeah. Scott, could you sing that, please? No, absolutely not. You can follow us on Instagram. No, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Started off so well. It did, It's in it? the wrong key. Oh, is it? Mm, key change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do it over this one. That's a bit depressing. Yeah. Try that one, then. No, I'm not feeling that one. All oh, right, okay. Anyway, there's loads of ways you can get in. <laughs> not by singing. <laughs> not by singing. Uh, please do. And um, hopefully this little podcast has kind of demonstrated the fact that if people do feel able and okay to kind of share some deep and important stuff with us, that, you know, we'll do our best, really. And, and Mr. Whitfield's always there, isn't he, with a little bit of insight. And um, so please do continue to get in, t- in, in contact with us because we love it. Um, Did you try to say get in? That's for all of our foreign listeners. Oh, outrageous. No, we don't edit. We don't edit. It was generic. You edit that. That's all, folks. For our foreign listeners. Oh, thanks. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, Everybody's right. <laughs> just lost half your audience. United. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we'll, um, it's perfect for this now. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> if anybody wants to um, get in contact with us, um, you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably now a good time to, to jump back out of this uh, little journey. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah. Do you reckon? I think it probably is. <laughs> yeah. uh, Simon, massive thank you, mate. Uh, how's it been? As I expected. Apart from the last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> As I expected it to be, enjoyable, fun, informative. Um, it's always wonderful when you get goosebumps <sighs> because it's a special moment and it's nice for someone to have shared their special moment with us and a whole bunch of other people out there. So yeah. keep those goosebumps coming. There you go. We've got a whole host of potential titles for yeah. today's. Uh, did, did I say I was in marketing? Um, yeah, you might have mentioned that. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Good job of then, yeah. So you came up with the porridge strap line. <laughs> 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 They'll be, see it on billboards in yes. the future and you go, you're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> Oh, it's that's a tripe. <laughs> <laughs> about strap lines, not about everything else. Everything else is authentic and from the heart. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming and seeing us, Simon. No, and, thanks uh, for the invitation. And thank you for inspiring me as well in terms of what you guys are doing. And I just hope and pray that in maybe five, six years' time that I can do the same thing with my lad who's 12. Um, it'd be a pleasure. I just, I can just see the the love and and the wonderment you both got for each other. It's good and the and the banter, it's fierce, and that's crucial, I think, in a, in a relationship, father and son. So it's been a real pleasure, guys. Thank oh, you mate. for doing Thank what you're so doing and helping to change other people's lives and give them a different perspective. And yeah, thanks, Mr. Whitfield. Oh yeah, always, always thank you, Mr. Whitfield. <laughs> there we go. It's been a good one, hasn't it? Yes. Amazing. Should we jump out? Yeah, let's yeah. go. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Thank Rob. You. And thanks, Scott. Thank you. We'll be back next week uh, for the next microwave update. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Have a lovely week. See you soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I was reading. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. And we, we've already so, ascertained that you're quite a slow reader. Oh, I've not pressed record. Oh, you knob. Sack that off.
Sack yeah. it off. Yeah, we need to press record on that as well. I'm recording on there. No, but we need to press record on this as well. It's the first time I've done that.